Hi, my name's Kara. I have new life in Christ, and I'm recovering from pride and approval. Hey, guys. Despite being raised by God-fearing parents, attending church anytime the doors were open, and being surrounded by Christians, I didn't get it. My understanding of the Bible was sorely lacking and surface level at best. God seemed like a distant rule keeper, and church became a social outlet rather than a place I sought to be spiritually fed. Early on, pride began to hinder my walk. I was good at following God's rule book, and I took pride in my good girl status. When my loving parents would encourage me to study the Bible, I quickly dismissed it since clearly I knew everything already. In reality, I was completely blinded to a growing pattern in my life, an unquenchable desire for approval. Much of my worth was derived from what others thought of me. Praise, attention, and significance became my idols. I wanted to be worshipped. Even my baptism as a child was driven driven by my desire for approval from people and God, rather than a true heart transformation. At 18, I entered into my first serious dating relationship with a non-believer, and literally overnight, my life took a 180-degree turn. Christianity didn't align with the relationship I wanted, so I began to question everything about the faith, including God's existence. I thought, if I'm not convinced he exists, then what's the point of going to church and following all these rules? So I abandoned my shallow faith in pursuit of something more exciting. The relationship didn't last, but sin had already poisoned my mind, and a long string of inappropriate relationships followed. My questions about God remained unresolved for the better part of a decade, and I settled into agnostic atheism. Since I was no longer bound to a rule book, I did as I saw fit. With my mind and heart fed by culture, I became incredibly selfish, indulgent, and noncommittal. I did what I wanted, when I wanted, and prioritized what made me feel good in the moment. I thought I was living in freedom, but the consequences of my sin were beginning to trap me. My life became a constant battle of managing chaos, managing the chaos of my sinful choices. Anxiety ruled me. Depression and despair began to take hold. The things I thought I loved had become my prison. I escaped the panic and pain by numbing or distracting myself with anything I could think of, from artistic projects, shopping, abusing drugs and alcohol, inappropriate relationships, and even moving across the country. But no matter what form of relief I found, it was never more than temporary as pain and emptiness inevitably found me again. My desire to be around good people, good people, uh, led me to start attending a church again. At this point, I still had many unanswered questions and doubted God's existence. For years, I had one foot in the church and one foot out, attending services, but leading a completely separate life the rest of the time. I rarely prayed and had zero interest in reading the Bible. I knew eventually I would need to address the whole God issue, but the whole idea was overwhelming. I had no idea where to even start, so I continued to sweep it under the rug and distract myself with anything I could find. Soon after I came to Watermark in 2015, I tried out this 12-step program called Regeneration, but only came for a few weeks before losing interest and falling off the map. Commitment wasn't really my bag. I mostly just wanted friends, so I joined Watermark and got into a community group. I thought, if I go to church and hang out around church people, this whole God thing would eventually resolve itself. Throughout this time, I was dishonest about my lack of faith and kept my doubts a secret. 
If I was honest, they might make me read the Bible or commit to getting some kind of help, like region. No, my way was better. I could figure out all the answers to my questions using information and my own logic, no need for faith. So I went to all kinds of classes, filling my brain with information about theology and biblical history. After a year or two of this, all my doubts resurfaced in full force when my community group dissolved. I was right back at square one, devoid of the deep personal relationships I had longed for, and my soul just as desperate and empty as it had been in the beginning. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. All this time, I have been seeking information instead of seeking the living God. My soul just as thirsty as before. Turns out my method of putting a Bible on top of my head and learning by osmosis doesn't work. Spoiler. (laughs) The truth is, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. I couldn't keep living this way. So I tried a different approach. And I finally came clean and confessed my unbelief. I was encouraged as a first step to go through Regen or Equip Disciple. So there was no way I was going to be wasting a year of my life in Regen. So I chose Equip Disciple instead. (laughs) I reluctantly began reading God's word. And to my pleasant surprise, it was not the absolute drudgery I had expected. In fact, I actually enjoyed it. I frequently went to Great Questions, Watermark's apologetics ministry on Monday nights, where I met knowledgeable and compassionate people who helped answer my decade-old nagging questions about God and his word. Finally, things were beginning to make sense, but something was still missing. I felt disconnected from God, and I didn't know why. All the head knowledge I had gained wasn't connecting to my heart. I didn't know how to have a relationship with God or what that even meant. I didn't think Regen would help, but I was here for great questions on Monday nights, so I thought, why not? My first night at Regen, I said, yeah, I think I have some pride issues, but I don't really need Regen. My awareness of my sin struggles was vague at best, as you can see, Um, until I started groundwork. Within the first few lessons, almost immediately, God blew the doors off. He revealed that the perpetual depression and anxiety I'd been coping with for years was a direct result of my rebellion. For years, I had been running from him and medicating a spiritual problem with the wrong kind of medicine. After this bombshell, it was undeniable God wanted me at Regen. Remember that self-absorbed, impulsive, non-committal girl who previously wouldn't even commit to six weeks of groundwork? That same girl completed groundwork and the 12 steps without missing a single Monday night for the entire year. Clearly, the Lord was at work in me. The following months in Regen, God continued lobbing profound, earth-shattering truths at me. The first three steps, admit, believe, trust— broke down the gospel in a way I had never understood before. These steps explained my utter depravity and inability to meet the standard of a perfectly holy God. It also explained that in his perfect love, he made a way through his son, Jesus, that I could be reconciled to him. It was here in these steps that I finally understood my need for a savior. In step four inventory, I fearlessly examined my sin, gaining new awareness of patterns and idols I'd never seen before. So many of my actions and decisions over the years had been rooted in sin. Even the struggles I was aware of, I had no idea how deep they permeated every fiber of my being. It's no wonder I never connected the the dots about my need for a savior before. I had no concept of my own depravity. In step eight, forgiveness, I learned that biblical forgiveness is trusting God as the ultimate authority for justice of wrongs done to me. 
For the first time ever, I released all my hurts to him and experienced true peace and freedom from resentment. Step 11, intimacy, is where I realized I had been filling the God-shaped hole in my heart with human relationships. My lack of connectedness in the past, I now see as a blessing from God. He, in his sovereignty, had to strip me of this idol so that I would seek him instead of people. During my time in Regen, it also came to light that I had not yet trusted Christ with my eternity. So on October 25th, 2017, sorry, I accepted God's gift of grace, his death on the cross, as a payment for my sin and entered into a saving faith. Life after Regen hasn't been perfect. I am certainly still susceptible to my struggles, and I do fall into my ditches, but life looks very different now. I now practice purity in dating. I commune daily with the Lord in prayer. My previous disdain for reading the Bible has been transformed into an unquenchable thirst for his word. My prideful doubt and skepticism has been transformed into a love of apologetics, which I now use to answer tough questions and point other skeptics to Jesus. The deep satisfaction and joy I have found in knowing my creator, finally, allows me the freedom to truly love others because I don't need anything from them. I now know that no human, including myself, has the authority to define my worth. That authority belongs to God, and he calls me daughter. Never in a million years did I ever think I would commit to an entire year of regen, but now, two years later, I can't seem to stay away. Over the past 10 months, I've had the honor and privilege of co-leading an amazing group of women who challenge and encourage me as they work through the steps and who happen to also be commencing tonight. There's no place I'd rather be on a Monday night. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. I'm not just better, I am new. My radically transformed life has only one explanation. The God who makes the mountains melt wrestled me, and he won. My name is Kara. I'm a new creation in Christ, and I'm recovering from pride and approval. The resurrected king is resurrecting me, and to him belongs all the glory. Thank you for letting me share.